0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Daily Objective, and we're ready to start off a new week. Or wait, we're not actually starting off the new week, are we? I forget what day it is even anymore. You ever relate to that during this whole lockdown crazy time? Anyway, we want to revisit a topic we discussed previously, is what I was getting at. Uh, About Wiley, the rapper, he got completely canceled, uh, from my understanding. And uh, this brings up a larger question of, is cancel culture going to continue on its current course? And is it going to eat itself and cancel itself? And um, I'm not entirely sure the Wiley situation is entirely quote cancel culture as much as it is someone right now saying something that upsets people right now and suffering consequences as opposed to the type of archeological cancellations that we see as well, where people's old tweets and works are getting dug up and and exposed, so to speak. But to help us understand this topic, we've got a host who, um, you know, he's now in England and when i say england i might as well say germany and i don't mean because the royal family are you know probably of of german descent i mean we're all germans now and what i mean is the german philosophers have overtaken the world and if there's one man who can make the change happen it'll have to be in england and he'll have to be greek because that's where all of this started
1: that's the best intro ever
0: it would have so, been better if you let me say your name. Nikos Sotarikapoulos.
1: Thank you. So here's a very interesting thing. Uh, no one has more closets on the, skeletons on the closets than the left. So imagine what's going to happen if cancel culture turns itself towards and starts hitting the left. And this is not something new. So we've seen in the past people from the left or now, who could say whether Whaley is on the left? But you know, approximately, whatever these terms means today, which mostly means not ideas but these groups. So, in terms of which team he's on, he's like on the team left, on the team Black Lives Matter. So you get what I'm you get what I'm saying. So the question is, as you said, what's going to happen if now the right wing or the conservatives, or how we want to call them, adopt the same narrative and say we need to cancel the other side. Now, two things will, be hap- will then happen. One is there's going to be zero public debate because for reasons that I'm going to explain in a while, the left has more to be afraid of from the cancel culture. However, if this happens, then the narrative of the conservatives that there are, not all conservatives, but of some conservatives, that there's this cultural Marxist cabal that controls the culture and society, then this is going to go away because then how do you explain that also people from the left get cancer? So it's going to be a very interesting game to see if this is going to happen. But in any case, it's going to be depressing, very depressing, because here's what's going to happen with the right, I predict. They're going to play even more the victim cards, right? And what does the victim card say? It says that the, my agency is my victimhood. But in a way, victimhood is the opposite of agency. And we've already seen this, for example, with, on the fringes with the alt-right. That doesn't play anymore the card of white supremacy, but of white vulnerability. That's why Spencer says we need uh, like safe spaces. Now, imagine conservatives, for example, saying, you know, you deny my identity and you hurt my feelings when you attack Trump. So this is going to be a race to the bottom if it happens. And I have a question for you. And that's not a rhetorical question. It's a real question. I get more and more people telling me, like, you, Nikos, criticize tribalism, but my group, men or white men or Europeans, whatever, is clearly under attack here. So what can I not do except, so what can I do except from adopting the same tactic of the other side to defend myself? So the, one, the other side goes tribal, I will go tribal. The other side plays the victim, but I'm the real victim here. So, and the question is, yeah, we give them the usual answer that, you know, you don't find the bad with the bad. But is there any way even to reach such, to reach these people? Because this is a very strong feeling that says that, look what horrible things they are doing. Why shouldn't we do the same?
0: I mean, what we ha- look, what we have with Wiley is uh, a black man who obviously scores high on the oppression, uh, list, but he's going, he's talking about Jews who, you know, although we, we explore the topic of whether, where Jews sort of score in today's, uh, you know, conception of, of the oppression hierarchy, but nonetheless, I mean, it, that's not the same as if he had said that about just plain, you know, honkies as they prefer to be called white people. Um, so we are not, no, we are not at a point, and I don't think we could ever get to a point where like white people can say, hey, I'm being oppressed and the culture hates me because in order to do that, we would have to um, divorce like the white man from Western civilization in people's minds. And the opposite is what people do. And, and that's what the universities are churning out. They're saying, you know, they, they say racism and they often really mean capitalism. And they say, you know, the West and... I mean, they say the white man, but what they mean to say is the West. You see what I'm saying? It's a, it's an attack on the West. It's an attack on individualism. And um, occasionally we're going to see people on the left uh, sort of suffer the consequences as well when it's a bit unclear. So like, uh, like, look, I mean, this look, even before uh, this decade, there, some star of the show, Grey's Anatomy, who was who a black man, he said some comments that were perceived as hateful towards the gays or very insensitive towards gays. And- he got in a lot of trouble for it. And I don't think he got fired, but he got in a lot of trouble. So it's not like um, all black people are impervious uh, to being criticized by the culture and to getting in trouble, it happens. It's just a question of who says what and when and where. So I don't think, I think this is sort of what you're asking me is that, you know are we gonna see people on the right start to play victim to a point where they're able to fight back? I don't think that's really gonna happen because nobody feels sorry for white guys and th- that's not going to change until white guys are divorced from western individualistic capitalism and once that happens like once i don't know then at that point what are people even fighting about anymore so
1: i get that but the thing with conservatives they're very in some things are very clever so and specifically the united states they have a lot of let's say, money, not money in terms of, you know, but they have a lot of resources, let's say, to mobilize. So let me remind you one story. Do you remember the comedian Kathy Griffin who had this thing with uh, Trump's head? Yeah. Now, she lost her CNN uh, New Year's Eve broadcast. Now, you could say that anyone who is a reasonable person says, this is gross. I don't want anything to do with you. You're fired. But here's the thing. Michael Malice, in his book, New Right, he, he did some... Research on that. And he said that the people, some of the people who were behind this campaign to get her fired, openly told, the, told him that they were not offended at all, that they couldn't care less. But they saw the opportunity that, look, CNN, for example, is not, uh, they're not radicals, right? Ex- whatever some crazy people say, they're not radicals. So the moment they sense that there is some controversy, they're going to back down. So that's why I'm saying that I, I believe that this cancel culture is going to turn against the left. It already has in a way. Remember that feminists who have questions about the transgender movement are not even considered women anymore by some of their co- comrades in the movement. Right? So we've seen this happening. Now I'll, I'll give you this scenario. Imagine a union of Jewish students going to a university administration. Now, if you know anything about the universities, you know that, again, these people are not also, they are not radicals. They are, you know, some, they, they go with allowable opinion, but mostly they don't want anything to do with conflict. Now, imagine a group of, a union of Jewish students goes there and says, you know what? Why does it mean in the first year of politics and sociology you teach this guy, Karl Marx, do you know that he wrote this book, The Jewish Question? Or imagine someone going and saying, you know, this Foucault guy who is the most quoted person in the world, Milo got canceled for way lighter things on the issue of uh, sex and, and, and all that stuff. Or imagine someone going and say, look, I'm from China. My family was persecuted by Mao. And here you have this guy called Althusser, who, again, is this kind of, big name in sociology and he wrote something celebrating the cultural revolution. So you see how this goes? Like it's, it's, I don't think it's going to happen soon, but what do you think the universe is going to say, Oh no, no, you know, you you, you go away. Tusher is good because his theory of uh, ideological states, uh, there's not going to be be a debate. It's going to be, Oh, these people are offended. Let's see what we can do.
0: Look, I mean, let me be clear. It, there's no question that the leftists are cannibals and that they eat their own and that they're going to continue eating their own until they're like, yeah, till everyone's in trouble for something. But I think your question was asking, like, are the right wingers going to be able to play the game too and fight back? I don't think, that, like, uh, there'll they'll, they'll be a few success stories, uh, so to speak, like Kathy Griffin losing her job, which is, you know, we live in a civilized society. Anytime a public figure holds up the head of anyone, on you know on social media they're going to get in trouble with their employer. It's not like uh, it's not like CNN are such ideologues and they 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 did some calculations. But yeah, like you said, people avoid controversy. People at CNN, people at uh, the university faculty, they want to avoid being perceived as as bad, and they're going to listen to the mob. That's interesting. About yeah, what if what if Marx gets canceled? I think um, I'm going to sound a little bit conspiratorial here and say who decides who gets canceled. It's a bit, there's a bit, it's a bit more of a puppet master uh, ordeal than, than it is spontaneous. So Marx is not probably not going to get canceled until somebody somewhere with a mustache decides it's time uh, to replace Marx with somebody even more Marxist and collectivist, or it's time to replace Marx with, let's say, I don't know, uh, John Rawls, for instance, and completely, and we don't need Marx anymore. So it's just like with, uh, when there are riots in the Middle East over drawings of Muhammad. It's not like some people in the Middle East um, spontaneously discovered these cartoons. It's a cleric pointed to the cartoon, oftentimes that had already been published years prior. He pointed to it and he said, that, that's it. That's what happened. Similarly with, with Benghazi, um, the, the way that it was um, attributed to a YouTube video. That, that video had been out for a while. It had barely any views on it. Someone, someone, somewhere said it's because of this, and people started rioting about it. Similarly, with the leftist cancel mob, I think there's a bit fewer uh, sort of masterminds behind these seemingly spontaneous cancellations than we than it might appear. So I don't. Again, I don't think Marx will be canceled until somebody decides it's it's time to replace him with somebody else. Um, But yes, there is no question. The left eat their own. They are cannibals. They have no end goal in sight. They're not even communism, not even perfect egalitarianism. They are just in the business of destruction. Nobody wins. Well,
1: but the question is, who is this quote puppet master? So what you will notice is that quite often these castellations happen simultaneously in different platforms. Now, I don't believe that there is again someone who says, but what I, what I think is that people in these big corporations we have them in our mind, or the left have them in our eyes this kind of ruthless money, counting capitalist. I think there are also people without much principles, so they look around and. I, I, I mean, I don't know. On the one hand, I want to say ideas, you know, matter and ideas create a hegemony. On the other side, I wouldn't be surprised if these same people in the 1950s were like MacArthurites or instead of uh, promoting uh, gay pride, they would be promoting, you know, the white family with the fence and the 2.5 children. So what are we fighting here? Are we fighting the wrong ideas or are we fighting comfortism Sorry, comfortism and pragmatism. Because it looks like these are two different battles. Or are they? I don't know.
0: Well, isn't, I mean, isn't, aren't they one and the same? I mean, pragmatism is a school of philosophy. And um, once, once we reject individualism, once we reject reason in its proper understanding, which is a long term integrated principle grounded in reality, again, individualist and with its corollary capitalism as the political system. Once we reject all of that, then it becomes sort of a, um, like I said the other day, it beca- like the lobby system in essence becomes the culture we live in where it's just pressure groups and it's almost, it's, it's unpredictable. You don't know really what the consequences of your actions are going to be until you're canceled until you, you see that you find out that you sort of broke the law, even if it's just sort of normative uh, cultural expectations, it's um, it becomes very unpredictable. So, I guess I'm, I'm a bit unclear on what your question is exactly. Um, I'll look, ultimately- my question is, do we have
1: to do here with leftist zealots?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: my take, by, by the way, my answer is not. And my claim is that these people are definitely not Marxist to begin with. And I know I disagree with many people in the Objectivist movement on that. So, so I bet these people have never read Marx, have never read Lenin, have never read anything like that. So my point is that our main enemy today is not only the leftist ideas or collectives or whatever. It's also conformism, which is non-ideas. It's not that if you sit down and discuss with these people, they're going to say, you know what, I'm so passionate about the issue of transgender rights because of this and this and this and this. Or I'm so passionate about police violence because here are the facts. Like, these people don't know the facts. Like I, I don't want to bring anecdotal examples, but it's quite often you see people who have no idea what they're talking about. So it's, these people are not your Bolsheviks of 1917. These people are not your Paris students in 1968 who would spend 18 hours every day reading Mao and reading Althusser. Now they might be worse or they might be better, but I don't see this as this kind of Marxist kind of takeover of, because Marxism is dead. Like, I mean, rejoice objectivist who, and I know the Lord Emperor behind the scenes now is, is, is making green bases, but Marxism is dead. Here's the thing. This, what we have and we're facing today is not Marxism. And that's why I'm not sure if this is better or worse. Because if you have a specific ideology against you, you can say you are wrong because of this and this and this and this, or you can have some discussion. When you have this amorphous, basically nothing, and their ideological manifesto is white fragility or why I don't talk to white people anymore, when we're at that intellectual level, is this, is this an easier fight or is it a more difficult fight? And I'm not really sure about the answer.
0: I mean, I think uh, Ayn Rand wrote uh, very well in her book, The New Left, uh, republished and called Return of the Primitive, which, um, which Im- impacted me a lot. And I think people should read it or reread it at this point because it's more relevant than ever. Um, the old left is, is a better adversary than the new left. The new left is anti-philosophical. There's, there's nobody to, to deal with, which is why I see when you make arguments, people say, okay, like they, they, it just doesn't register. Even if you sort of win the debate, you still lose. We all lose. Um, We're living in a sort of, quote, post-philosophical culture now. Um, so all we have as moral guidance is that we know racism is bad, right? We know Nazis are bad, by the way, these things really are bad, but we don't have the premise behind it. We don't have individualism. We don't have reason. We don't have capitalism as the ideal, which we never had explicitly as the ideal, but you know, it's like, we don't have the premises beneath why racism and Nazis are bad. All we know is racism is bad. Nazis are bad. And then now it just a, becomes a, a giant uh, game of tag of like, oh, you're racist. Oh, I tagged you back. Now you're racist and everyone's getting canceled. So this is, a, this is a nightmare. You know, as much as I love the world as it is today, technology and various aspects of the culture, I think, have improved. And there's a lot of reasons to rejoice. It is good that communism is now laughed at by a lot of people and, and people are explicitly anti-Marxist, like you, I think you were saying. But dog, this is bad. This is, this is real bad. Uh, we need philosophy as such to become a uh, part of people's um, vocabulary. People need to understand and, and like it, like, again, I'll plug another Ayn Rand essay philosophy who needs it or it's book by the same title. She says, and I'm paraphrasing as I often do from memory. If I can uh, I'm confident that if you accept the importance of philosophy that you'll you'll come to find that mine is the best one something like that she was saying i'm just here to sell you philosophy as such not even mine just philosophy we need people to be philosophical that's that's the ultimate battle and the the uh the leftists they are exploiting philosophical premises that people hold absolutely altruism um you know collectivism things like that the 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 sort of uh, a lot of the um a lot of the energy that they get that they have comes from people feeling like it's their duty to run out and help the downtrodden
1: anyway maybe another time we need to have a debate on something like whether black lives matter are marxist or all that stuff because i see it more and more and more specifically from the conservatives because but in it's intellectually intellectual laziness it's what the left used to do with neoliberalism Oh, Hillary Clinton is neoliberal. No, if you know anything about neoliberalism, sorry, but Hillary Clinton, or or what they think that neoliberalism is, Hillary Clinton is not neoliberal. In the same way, BLM is simply not Marxist. So we, and and again, that might be worse. Last thing, piece of advice to my leftist friends. Give up cancel culture, because if if some people start scratching under the surface and see, for example how, quote, to use your language, problematic, Foucault or Jean-Paul Sartre or all these idols of yours have been in various ways, then it's not going to end well.
0: No, it will it will end well for them because it's not the person marks that they're fighting for. It's the, the tools that he provided them. And by the way, we can't even get rid of cancel culture, quote unquote, unless we know what that means, unless we know what principle we're fighting for. So even people that are anti-PC and anti-SJW and they're anti-cancel culture, you see them over time becoming part of the cancel mob because they don't have a clear system in place they don't have a philosophy that that's are that they're guided by so and yes and tell me this
1: isn't Ted Cruz part of quote cancel culture when he says for example I want Twitter to be regulated he's punishing someone he disagrees with in it okay I'm exaggerating but only a bit it's the same premise I'm gonna I'm go I don't want to enter a debate or I don't want to fight the battle of ideas so I'm gonna fight a dirty battle so cancer culture, basically, is you fight dirty. And I'm sorry, but conservatives are also guilty of that.
0: You yeah, know, they know, are. Sorry. I know we're out of time. But listen, we need to be careful with language too. So are the antitrust legislators of the 19th century? Are they cancel culture too? I mean, we need to be very clear. All right. Cancel culture means something specific today. It often means digging up stuff from the past, or it just means overemphasizing something that someone said and dropping the full context of who that person is, et cetera. I mean, if now Republicans who turn their back on capitalism are part of cancel culture, then cancel culture just ends up meeting, meaning like anyone bad or anyone who's no. you're right. You're right. Let's not, let's not cancel Ted Cruz for that. Let's, Let's cancel him for being anti-capitalist and you for selling his soul. You won't hear me his say soul. this
1: very often, but uh, yeah, maybe this was not a good analysis. Yeah.
0: You, you tried to cancel Ted Cruz just now, but I didn't let you.
1: But here is the, the important thing: that all that stuff is intellectual laziness. That's where I'm getting at. So yeah, yeah, Ted, we're not going to cancel you today,
0: but please, no, we're canceling you-, you, but not, but but we're not calling you part of cancel culture.
1: For God's sake, you've read Atlas Shrugged, and you've quoted Atlas Shrugged. In the, in the Congress or, in the, you know, you, you, you can do better. Anyway, yeah. we've run out of time. I wanted to make a plug for Ayn Run Center and uh, I don't know. If, anyway, now it's the, 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 the moment is gone. But do follow the word of Ayn Rand Center. There's a, there's a meetup in 45 minutes uh, with uh, Andrew Bernstein on values. So what is missing from all this discussion Come to the Ayn Rand Centre UK and find it and also support it. Share the material. Go donate. Support Razi and the rest of the group in their work. And, yeah, become uncancellable. All the best, everyone. See you soon.